You're catching up with Spotlight, the home of arts, culture and new Irish music, live on Dublin City FM is a very special week obviously because it's Halloween and we have loads of events and exhibitions and all sorts of things to tell you about that you can fill your bank holiday weekend with. I'm currently broadcasting to you from the west of Ireland in my camper van. Um, Not ideal for recording um, a radio show I've just found out because you can probably hear the wind blowing a gale outside which might add to the old spooky atmosphere. On the next or in the next two hours I'm going to be bringing you a live session a live musical session from a fantastic new artist that I am just in love with. Her name is Kez. She's going to be here singing three songs for us. We will also have a very spine-tingling poetry performance from the poet Jeff. So stick with us. Um, Now I'm going to kick off with some brand new Irish tunes. This is a song from Sammy Copley. It is called The Irish Goodbye. By God, I'd love to love it here The only home I've known And sure I'd miss the evening mist And glistening cobblestones But it gets late, I tend to it And leavings in my I've yearned for years to run from here To meet a brighter sky To leave a while this fading isle Where good things learn to die But saying this I'd be remiss To think I Bones. 
If you're looking for something cultural to do this weekend, and sure, look, why wouldn't you be? The Library Project has their eighth edition of their annual print fair. It's called Halftone, and it happens in their gallery shop, like shop space in Temple Bar Square. Um, and it's an amazing opportunity for you to go and to have a look at what contemporary Irish printmakers are bringing out. Uh, it's also a great opportunity to put your hand in your pocket and buy some art. I don't want to mention it, but you know, that big holiday gifting season thing is coming up this is a good chance for you to support Irish art and buy some deadly presents next up I want to play for you another brand new Irish tune this is from an artist called Brie Jean who plays the harp also in her day job listen to this how perfect is this for Halloween she is a funeral director and embalmer Wow, like, and I think you can kind of hear that spiritual creepiness in her work. This is a fantastic song called The Dawn Chorus, and it features a spoken word performance from the actor Stephen Ray. Listen 
heartbroken to the dawn chorus, clutching the certainty that once we flew, we yearn for that reality in us, awaiting still our metamorphosis. We hoard the fragments of what once we knew. It is not sleep itself, but dreams we miss. We yearn for that reality in us. it up a gear now shall we the amazing Sorka Richardson who of course had her debut album out a few weeks ago that stormed the charts this is a remix of her song Shark Eyes done by no other than the brilliant Irish artist Jape
now another event, the cutest one of all, Howl-O-Ween. <laughs> the dogs trust out in their pound in Finglas. I don't know if we call it a pound, do we? It's a rehoming facility or something like that. Anyway, Dogs Trust Ireland are having, a, having an event this Saturday, the 29th of October, um, during the afternoon. And what it is, is you get to go out there and it's an educational experience for kids and families to go and meet some dogs and learn about the responsibilities of having a dog, getting a puppy and what's involved and everything else. So they're encouraging you to bring your family out, bring your kids out. Don't bring your dogs, they're saying. It's not a dog-friendly event in that way. Um, But pop out and, and meet some puppies. They do say it's fancy dress, but get this, you have to take your masks off when you meet the puppies because you don't want to be scaring them now, do you? It's not a free event because, of course, they're a charity and they do rely an awful lot on donations. So uh, prices are between 7 and €25 Euro for a family. Um, sounds like good crack. Something worthwhile to be doing this weekend. Halloween in the Dogs Trust Centre. I want to play another new tune for you. This is by a band called Constant Supply and the song I'm going to play by them is called The Curse of Amor Foo. Amor, Amor Foo. I think I'm pronouncing that right. And when I googled it, Amor Foo means crazy love, but randomly it's also an episode of The Sopranos. Have a little listen to this. Goodbye. 
save us, galvanize us, a fresh chapter to bloom, time to shake off Walter Freeman, his namesake would be chocolate at the just going to keep the brand new Irish music pumping here. This is by Neil Dexter. Neil Dexter, of course, who appears on so many Irish records as an amazing collaborator, recently worked with Dahi. I saw him play live there in Dahi's set last week. Absolutely mind-blowing stuff. This is his song called Robert Wyatt. Thank you. 
Mother is back this weekend. You know what that means. It's going to be great crack. It's down in Lost Lane. Um, Ghost Boy is back behind the decks alongside Billy Scurry for a disco bloodbath. Um, always, you always, always, always have the time of your life at Mother. It is an LGBTQI space. Um, it's inclusive and fabulous and everyone's amazing. Uh, go down to Lost Lane if you've never been before and have a dance with your brothers, sisters and your mother. I want to play another beautiful banger for you. This is Sinead White with Insert Coin. Welcome, the poet Jeff, into Dublin City FM today. Jeff, you're very, very welcome. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, no, no worries. It's something I want to touch upon more and to showcase more on Spotlight is poetry. So I thought, yeah. why not start with you? Yeah, d- deadly. Thank you so much. Like, I mean, it's um, oh, look, I love being a poet. I love being an artist. I, you know, it's <laughs> like I get really excited about it. Sorry. Um, no, you should like. I mean, yeah. that, I love when someone's just like, I love being a poet. I mean, I love being a photographer and I love listening to Irish music and we should be passionate about the things yeah. that we adore. I mean, too, I think we listen to radio shows or we listen to arts programmes and they're like, yes, and now we have another book by another person. And yeah. you're like, ah, no, where's the crack? Like, No, and like poetry has, like contemporary poetry has moved on so far from that. Like most of the... The poets I know have no interest in getting published. Like yeah. they don't want, they, not not that they don't want their stuff on, but it's 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 spoken. It's kind of going back to the old tradition of storytelling, and we're just storytelling through through poems again. And uh, so that's yeah, yeah, and it's really important. And there's an amazing scene right across the country. Um, it's kind of small, but 
but big in ways too. You know, you can you can get poetry any single night of the week in Dublin now. Oh wow! Um, well, we are we're a nation of poets, so they say, isn't it? Yeah. I and mean, that's something that, like, you know, the government and whoever it is, like, really pushes forward when they're out there abroad talking about our greatest exports is our poets. And you know, I think um, I do believe that. I do think we're inherently storytellers, yeah. and we like to tell them in a really beautiful lyrical, like, poetic way. Yeah. Um. So it is really nice to hear that it's a vibrant life at the moment, that it it's is huge. everywhere. Yeah. And are they getting like the support and everything that they need? Like, um, is that a tricky question? You're like, oh, don't answer that. Uh, rude. Don't uh, answer uh, that. We could do a bit more support. Absolutely. But like, it's like, it, it's kind of been, like, for the last while, it's, it's kind of been like a punk revival, you know, mm. like it's, um, there's no blueprint or there was no blueprint for it. I mean, I suppose it's a little bit maybe changing slightly, but like I was just writing poems, you know, yeah. and I, I'm getting beaten up because like, you know, like inner city Dublin lad, like get writing poetry. It's it's not, it's not hardcore. But I didn't know that, that there was a, like a, a, a thing, you know, I didn't know there was a scene or I definitely didn't know there was a scene. Yeah. And then I kind of stumbled upon like Stephen James Smith and, and Colin Keegan and John Cummins and, and, and like Carl Parkinson. And suddenly it's like, oh, my God, like this is relevant again. And, and these people are, are like I've got poems that are, are that I can connect with, you know, yeah. whereas like like when you're in school, it, like the the joy of poetry is just stripped away. It really is, isn't it? Like, oh my god! I wandered yeah. lonely as a cloud. I'm like, no, yeah, I, yeah, can't, yeah, I can't, I can't, I can't. How amazing would it be to be learning contemporary poetry from like what could potentially be people who are only a couple of years older than you? Well, they have that. Like on the junior cert at the moment, there's there is a lot of contemporary poets, and and you can study one of my ones on it, like my letter no. to Leo. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. That's so sometimes cool. I get like messages from, from teachers around the country to saying that they're using this with their students, uh, which is really cool. Yeah. yeah, it's really, really cool. And it's used in some colleges as well, which is that's which like is mad. That's the marker of fame, isn't it? Having your poem on the on the, on the intercert. Yeah, the <laughs> you know intercert, what I mean? Yeah. On the intercert. Yeah. It's like, you know, when you get on to the late, late, we have certain kind of milestones in Irish, that's <laughs> like it, yeah. Irish culture. No, it's not officially on it, you know. Cause but you, they can study. But they can study it, yeah. Oh, you do course a lot in it. I course a lot anyway. You're like, I'm going to try and hold myself back here. But yeah. No, yeah, no, I don't. I like, I, I there's a couple of things in it, but it's you know. I don't really. A, I'm not offended by cursing because it's just a different use of language, yeah. you know. And it's it's a po- like it's a protest poem, you know. So yeah. it's not like, like when I was writing it, like I write in my own voice. Mm. So, um, so when I was writing that piece, I was angry, and that's that's how it came across. Yeah. Yeah. I don't see anything wrong with that no, at all. No. And I, I have a terrible mouth on me as well, but I'm always told on this radio station, remember not to swear. Yeah. Like, <laughs> bite yeah. my tongue so hard. Yeah, no, it's tough. I'm like that in the, the back of my mind, just, you know, pretend yeah. you're nice, Jeff. Pretend you're, nice. <laughs> <laughs> pretend you're lovely. You're yeah. lovely. Um, so you mentioned there that like uh, this kind of new age of poets have gone from they don't want to be published anymore. So do you mean like in written work, like, you know, in books and things? Is yeah, that- it's not not like it's not like people don't want to be published mm. like I, I got, got today got this uh, one of my poems published but it wasn't like Brilliant. I was applying for it you know yeah. it was just somebody came to me and asked me could they use one of my poems and I was like yeah that's great and then they they're, they're using it but I suppose it's not as important as it, for some poets to, over than others you know like I, 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 I love performing I yeah. love 
like perform to give me the biggest crowd you can give me and I that's that's what I want to do you know what yeah. I mean I, and I, I like I, I really love that people get to hear the poems that I write in my voice mm. you know whereas I don't know if I can communicate that down the page and maybe that's an excuse for not doing it but but like I do just love the performance aspect and I, I spend a lot of time like in acting courses and I, I did a course over the summer with Raymond Keane and clowning all to kind of become more of an authentic performer wow. on stage um, so that's like, and that's what that's what I'm really passionate about. Yeah. Yeah. So it is spoken word, though. It's a performance. Yeah. It is all about yeah. the delivery and the timing and everything. Absolutely. I suppose you don't really get to control a lot of that when it's just when it's written on a page. Yeah, and I, like I kind of think it's the same as like if you read a band's lyrics. You know, they can be really nice and you can have like a great connection to the lyrics, but they're meant to be sung. Mm. You know, and and it's the same with my poems. They're meant to be heard. Um, and they're meant to be heard in my voice because I write in the vernacular and you get like some poems are a bit more inner city, you know, and, and my inner city accent comes out and what's the blatant story, you know, and it's supposed to be like that. You yeah. know? And that's what that's where it's where it's all coming from, you know. Well, uh, come here then. <laughs> will you give us a poem in your voice? I will. Yeah, I'll give you one from my, I'll give you my inner city one. Uh, this one's called No Take Backs. Um, yeah, I don't like explaining my poems, so I'm just going to go straight into well, it. Well, don't. Is this the one that's just been published, or is this a different? No, I'll do it. I'll do. Will you do one? both for us then at some point. I so will. Yeah. To do this one, I'll yeah. give you a break, and then yeah. you can do the <laughs> other one. All right, yeah. in your own time. I can't yeah. wait to hear this. I come from a Dublin that's old school, with home truths and youths and shiny tracksuits. I come from a place where the best haircut was the step. People got wrecked, and we were just let roam the streets freely. See, my gang was ten deep. We'd spend our days hanging around corners and when night came upon us we became night crawlers getting into trouble running back to our mothers, yeah. We were right little gurriers. See, days were simple for us. Getting into trouble and getting out without much of a fuss. If we needed a ball, we docked a card for sponsorship, door-to-door chances. Eh, will you sponsor us, miss? Getting just enough money for a cup champion football and a few bag of chips. See, this is the innocence that I miss. I remember the first time one of the lads had a dirty mag. I remember when Big Al missed Halloween because he got sick from smoking fags. I remember being 15 and getting served and drinking cans with the lads. I remember when Git told me he kicked a needle out of one of the lads Odin in the flats, but we were happy little chaps. Hair gelled up and eyes under baseball caps. We'd slag off girls because we didn't want them to know that we liked them. Or that we were into them. Or that we'd spend all night dreaming of kissing them and all day pretending that we weren't looking at them with the lads taking the absolute piss out of us because we wouldn't say we wanted to wear the face off them. As nights of fate, I go back to me gaff, spend some time with me down, watch TV for a laugh, because ours was a house that was always full of laughter. Even when my brother died. Even when the banks were at the door, demand the money, or they take our house, me in the corner, quite a mouse, seeing this strange man shout me out and giving out because the house didn't hurt him, they could feck right off. Times after that were tight. But my man was a fighter, and she fought for all of us. When things were rough, she was there to pick us up. We're at the cover of home, we run with cardboard. She said, once it doesn't rain, soon you'll be grand. That stopped making it awkward. This matriarch of incredible heart is the hero of this story. See, she once told me, they can take anything, son. They can't take your education. These are the words I live my life on. So when others were out gurrying, I was in studying. When I didn't get the exact exam results I wanted and started worrying, she was there to comfort me, to encourage me, to keep on going. And every time I get hockeyed out of my life, I just think of me ma, da and his wife, how they did bring up their kids to feel sorry and to never worry because no matter what they take, if you have your education, you could take it back. And sometimes I think back to those lads in the flats with their hair gelled up and eyes on their baseball caps and they think, what if they'd listened to words from someone like my ma? 
they could still be here. Instead, they're either dead or they're strung out in smack. Thanks. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Oh my God. Like, yeah. Uh, I don't have many light palms. And, um, that's not light. It's beautiful. But it's... Thanks. It's uh, it's deep, isn't it? Like, yeah. And you're so right. If you're When you're looking around to people that didn't have a mom, like a strong matriarchal figure or someone who supports them, what chance do they have? Like... Yeah. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> you don't. You don't have. You don't really like sunshine. No, I do. Well, I actually, my ma gives it out to me because she's like, Jesus, Jeff, you have to have some <laughs> something. I'm like, no, I'm, I'm actually quite a happy person, you know. She, but it's like you're that happy too. because you're channeling everything yeah, that you yeah, need to say, say yeah. through your art, yeah. you know. So, I mean, I like it is. It's probably a necessity, is it? Absolutely, absolutely. Oh, I like. I I've been doing it since I was, I like it. 12, 13, 14, some, t- some age like that. Like, I've just been constantly writing, started with poetry, tried to go into music, was dreadful at that. Mm-hmm. Tried to go into rap. My God, I was <laughs> terrible at that. There's no way I should have been. Somebody should have told me to stop way before that. But then I, I went back to poetry. So it's always been something that, I, that, I've, that I've been doing, yeah. How did you come up with, like, how did you come to poetry? Um... Well, I like I was I loved it in school. So um yeah, I loved the road not taken by Robert Frost and kind of felt like that I was understood that for the, you know somebody yeah. would understand me because I was like like I was always different growing up and um so I, I loved it and then but then in school because of the way they teach it like they just there's no they're not looking for your opinion they're looking for you to get points in the leaving cert I know. and it's just it just takes all of the joy and the love and the beauty and they drain it they you know they're sucking the marrow from the bone of it all and and leaving you with with nothing that to, to you know to oh. connect with at oh. all um and that's not what it should be about so i just disconnected from it and it was just like uh you know feck it i'll just start writing my own yeah and they're just in poetry class i used to just write away on my, on my books and uh, yeah, switched off completely. And did your teacher look at you writing these poems and kind of go, "Oh my God, those guys are genius"? Well, no, no, absolutely. <laughs> nobody's ever looked at me like that. <laughs> yeah, like I look at you yeah. like that now. Me and your mouth. Yeah, 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 you're right. Uh, no, they didn't know because I was really, I was com- like cripplingly shy in school. Um, so I was like the child that that nobody noticed, and uh, which was fine for me. Mm. I was like left to my own devices in the class. I'd sit in the corner. Nobody really asked me questions and like I was kind of, I did all right in school. So when I was asked questions, I could answer them. But most of the time I was just, I, I was switched off. I wasn't there. Yeah. Your own little world. On my own little world. It's not a bad place to be. I've like. made up a lovely world to be in though. You know what I mean? My own little world in my head is mad. But it's, yeah. <laughs> That's it's where nice. the good times live and you yeah. can yeah, do what you need to do. Have you got another poem in I your do. forest? Yeah. yeah. Um, so this one's just been published and I'm making a video for it soon. It'll be my next video. Is that important video there for you? Um, I think so. Yeah. It's the way of getting it out in, in your voice. Like I don't, like I don't know would people sit around and listen to, to poems on Spotify I've never really tried it but I think like when I do videos they, they get like they get viewed quite a lot and they can kind of stretch far and wide and yeah. do you have to have a sense of the visuals then as well like do you become the director or do no. you give it to someone else I give it to somebody like because it's not what I do yeah. and I like anytime I collaborate with artists which has been a lot like over the years mm. that I just think I know what I'm doing from writing and stuff like that and they know what they're doing and whatever field that they're going into so I don't like meddling and sometimes they ask my opinion and I'll give it but for the most part I'm just like you take over and do you're your the thing. professional you yeah. go do you I'll yeah. do this yeah and, and it works in the in the relationships that I've had with artists 
that there's a trust there right from the beginning and we, we just say it as it is and then I'm like I'll do my thing you do your thing and we'll, we'll come together it's yeah. a fantastic way to be well listen I'm really enjoying hearing your work in your own voice because I think Thanks. you know the way you said it earlier it is so important it is yeah. and hopefully you know we hope to do this this poetry segment a lot more frequently on Spotlight because it is a medium that lends itself really well to poetry yeah. so I, I'd just like to invite our listeners now to just kind of sit back and have a listen to this one yeah. Um, yeah and really enjoy hearing poetry on the radio Jeff thank you so much if people are looking for more of your work where can they find it on Instagram and Twitter you can get me at the poet Jeff and it's with a G-E-O-F-F and then it's all on YouTube as well you can search some of my, uh, yeah. my poems on YouTube yeah. so the poet Jeff will be looking out for you so will you uh, play us out with another poem in your own time yeah this one's called Panic Attack Breathe Breathe. It's okay. Slow it down. Breathe. You're in control. Breathe. Focus on your heart rate. Control it. Slow. Breathe. Focus. Don't let that thought in. Slow it down. Breathe. Don't let that thought in. Don't let that thought in. Don't let that thought in. This is your mantra. Don't let that thought in. This is so overwhelming. Don't let that thought in. Here it comes. Hold the bridge of my nose, squeeze eyes, rub forehead. Breath deepens. Heavier. Heavier is not good. I can't catch. I can't catch. I can't catch. I've done nothing wrong. It was just that I thought I was doing the right thing. I didn't know it was going to be this way. I just wanted to stop. I just wanted to be over. I can't catch. I can't catch. I can't catch. Tears. Tears. Where the did they come from? Cheeks soak up grief like, grief like some bunches. Each tear feels forced like lightning exploded from its thunder shower. I'm scared. I can't catch my breath. What am I even saying anymore? Heart skips like a boxer trying to be knocked out. Mind races like of ADHD and no Britlin. The world blurs. Everything blurs. You sober remorse. Sober pity. Sober regret. You empty yourself through your tear ducts. Why is this? This so hard. Why can't I just breathe? I've done my penance. I've done my penance. You can't feel your fingers anymore. What if I never feel them again? What if I never feel again? Heart thumps. It's squeezed. Everything's squeezed. I can't catch my breath. I can't catch my breath. I can't catch. I can't catch. I can't catch. I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't let myself admit that that's a panic attack. Thanks. <laughs> that was amazing. It was like a slightly uncomfortable. Like I yeah, think it's, it's supposed to be uncomfortable. It's supposed to be. It's funny. Like it's the. It's for people who've never had a panic attack to try and give them a sense of what it feels like. And when I've sent it to other friends that have gone through similar, like have gone through panic attacks. Mm. They're like, yeah, that's yeah. it, you know. And it, but but people are like, are you not afraid of it? Is you sitting somebody who, who gets panic attacks? I'm like, it doesn't happen like that, you know. No, it's not like it's not epilepsy, like, looking at lights no, or anything. But no. I do feel my heart rate has risen and my skin is tingling, and I'm Good. like, oh god, <laughs> yeah, yeah, thanks. Yeah. So, but that is a beautiful performance, a very Thank strong you. performance. So you do think we will have to bleep one tiny word out there, oh. but that's grand. <laughs> 
Sorry. <laughs> it's fine. Sorry. Jeff, thank you so, so much yeah. for coming on thank Spotlight you, and, and reciting some poetry. Hopefully we'll get you back in another time. Absolutely, yeah. any time at all, yeah. Fantastic. Thanks a million. Definitely. Let's keep it Irish. Let's keep it banging. This is Somebody's Child with their song, Sell It. I think we could do with a bit of a bop right now. What do you think? Here is Happy Alone with their song, Breathe On Me. Summertime is right for picking People dying over drinking Nice and close
okay, I want to play a tune for you, but like, <laughs> I'm not really sure how to pronounce this dude's name. I'm I'm pretty sure it's Keen Kavanagh, K-E-A-N, right? But like, what if it's all Irish and it's like Sean, but with a K, and I'm like, that doesn't exist. But anyway, here's Keen Kavanagh <laughs> with heart attacks. Please correct me if I'm wrong. Yes, only you know 
am delighted now to welcome into Dublin City FM studios the fabulous brand new recording artist Kez. Kez, you're very welcome. Thanks so much. Delighted to be here. You released your brand new single, How Can You Not See, on the 14th of October. We gave it a spin last week and we love it. Thank you so much. Yeah. So it's your first single. My first single, yeah. Nerve wracking? Uh, yeah, it's been nerve wracking for sure. Um, yeah, I've been sitting on that song for about a Two years now, so uh, definitely taken me a lot to finally release it and put it out into the internet and the world. <laughs> I know, and to have people finally listen to something, I suppose, if you're, if you're sitting on it for so long, you just want people to hear it, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's always a nerve-wracking process, you know, you're kind of laying yourself bare and uh, opening yourself up. It's a very yeah. vulnerable position, but um, yeah, I'm really happy with it and kind of happy with myself that I finally grew the balls to do it. <laughs> I'm very proud of so. you too and we're delighted because we get to hear your banging tunes which Thank is you. fantastic. So you recorded this or you've been sitting on it for a couple of years. Is that yeah. when you started to make music? Um, not really. I mean I've been writing kind of since the end of college really um, and then up until then I was always really doing covers and stuff like that. Um, I mean, I've been playing guitar and piano since I was a teenager and I've been singing for as long as I can remember since I was like a little kid. Um, and yeah, I always just played covers. I mean, that's how I learned how to play guitar. Uh, that's how I kind of picked up bits on the piano as well. Um, what would your go-to covers be? What are you a big ooh, fan of? Ah, go-to covers. I did a lot of kind of Irish folk songs. Oh. Like I'd always sing uh, Black is the Colour. Wow. Um, which is, I believe it's not a Christy Moore song, but I think he kind of made it famous. He, he does that. Famous rendition yeah. of it. He takes songs and makes them his own. Yeah. Like, okay, Christy. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I would always sing Fever by Peggy Lee, which is actually a bit of a kind of old school tune. Um, and I kind of turned it into an acoustic song. Um, so that was always my go to. And a party pleaser. <laughs> Very nice. Yeah. You're going to play a few songs for us today, which yeah. I'm enthralled about because you say you only wrote one a couple of days ago, am I right? Like yeah. The one that you're going to play for us as well, which is just yeah. fantastic. So you must be quite a prolific writer in that sense. Yeah. And do you feel like you've kind of hit your stride a bit now, now that one is out into the world, there's more coming? Yeah, definitely. Um, well... It's kind of funny, I've actually been having a bit of a writer's block for the last couple of months. Um, maybe it was, I don't know, the nerves of releasing stuff or just, you know, my head was kind of in other places getting ready for the release. Um, but things are kind of, yeah, things are flowing up. Yeah. Uh, as you said, I wrote a song like over the weekend, so uh, fingers crossed that'll go down okay today. <laughs> <laughs> it will. We'll be honoured yeah. to hear you um, to hear it. Yeah, you play it. So a little bit then about... Um, about the song, are you going to play your single first? First, yeah, I will. Yeah, I will play just Nancy. T tell me a little bit about that, like a little bit about the context, the the like the, the lyrical inspiration in mm. it. Yeah, so this was one of those really magical songs that just kind of arrives uh, out of your mouth. <laughs> um, I was very hungover when I wrote it, and it's funny. I think often, you know, when you're in these kind of weird liminal spaces, like you're hungover or you're really sick, sometimes uh, you're kind of uh, defences are down yeah. and sometimes songs just come out more easily uh, so I was very hungover when I wrote it and it just arrived and it was almost fully formed um, I kind of tweaked the lyrics a bit and rearranged the structure um, but yeah it's a, I guess quite a personal song I mean um, I was kind of in a relationship with someone um, that was having a hard time struggling mm. 
and you know there's kind of a bit of melancholy in this song but also a little bit of frustration you know it's kind of like how can you not see that you're kind of in this place and there's you know you're kind of self-destructing and um, I guess kind of also drawn my own experience of kind of depression um, and you know looking at someone else going through that and kind of wanting them to be okay Um, so yeah it's you know a a bit of a sensitive song but I'm happy with how it turned out yeah the best songs are the sensitive ones and you're right though being hungover is a quite (laughs) vulnerable position to be in (laughs) when you're suddenly suddenly like looking at your life choices and reevaluating things and going what am I doing but yeah okay listen take it away in your own time we'd love to hear it thanks Can you not see the bro?
is a shoulder to rest your head Lips to tell you that you're loved There's a stillness in my open heart was absolutely gorgeous the beautiful how can you not see by Kez played live here in Dublin City FM thanks that was stunning it was really really stunning you've got just an incredible voice have you always been told that um yeah I mean it's funny my yeah my family are all singers um I have three siblings and uh you know it was just kind of normal in my house growing up that we'd all be singing um I remember my brother he's the youngest like when he was a baby he was like singing in his cot all the time and he's still constantly singing around the house so I guess it was just always something that you know as a yeah. family we had so it wasn't really a big musical yeah. family well they must be delighted seeing you with yeah. your first single out down to the world and getting such a rave reception everywhere yeah maybe <laughs> <laughs> not sure I think so maybe when they're listening to this they'll be like oh there she is there's our girl yeah um so you're 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 quite new to the release world then because your first mm. one just came out there on the 14th of October what's your process then are you going to go hell for leather and trying to build an album now are you are you writing are you recording or where are you in your journey yeah so I've been yeah I mean I've been writing yeah for the last like three four years so I've got a bunch of material that's just kind of been stewing away um and I have like loads of songs and actually it was funny during COVID um you know I think COVID obviously put a spanner in the works in the music industry and Mm. in everyone's lives (laughs) um but I'd been living in California before COVID and I'd just come back to Ireland and um, I was kind of hoping to dive headfirst into the kind of music scene and get back into things and um, then COVID happened and I found it quite tricky to meet people um, and I was collaborating with a bit with James Smith, a friend of mine who releases music under the name of James, uh, Jay Smith, sorry. Yeah. Um, and that was great, but we were in that weird time where you couldn't go like five kilometers from your house and everyone was, you know, mm. like going to the shops and buying loo roll manically. And, and it sounds so bizarre <laughs> now, doesn't it? When you think back to like, oh yeah, we couldn't leave our five kilometers, our yeah. two kilometers, yeah. Yeah, so crazy. And, you know, I think, you know, collaborations, I mean, there was a lot of like Zoom collabs happening, but I think um, it's kind of like a personal thing maybe and everyone makes music differently and relates to it differently, but... Uh, I think it's there's something really special um, and kind of, uh, yeah, there's like an energy when people get in a room together in like a physical space. And um, it was just really hard to kind of let that happen. Um, yeah. And uh, so I found it quite difficult to kind of find collaborators or um, people to work with. Um, and, you know, it's kind of like an interesting process for me because going from, you know, writing these songs on a guitar or piano or whatever, and then... Um, figuring out how you're actually gonna, you know, squash it into a tin and present it to people, which is like the production process is yeah. a whole different thing. Um, and I'd been kind of, um, over the last few years getting better at the software side of things, Ableton, et cetera. And, uh, but I, I definitely, I knew that I wanted to work with someone, um, to help with the production side of things. So 
Um, of course, like yeah. I mean, yeah, reaching out to people like that's how you learn from other people. It's how they, you know, open up kind of your mind to a different spin on things. And Definitely. I think collaboration in any art form is incredibly, yeah. like, essential, really. Yeah. So that's why I mean, I knew I was just like isolated as hell during lockdown, kind of going, I need people in my life again. Yeah, I think a lot of people felt that. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, you're coming out to us now with this with this beautiful single, mm. and then maybe you know you're like. You said there that you had writer's block for the last mm. few months or whatever. So, yeah, maybe it's all kind of like um, kind of cyclical as well. You know, you, yeah. you went through this process of finding a new way to make songs yeah. kind of without people and then you're getting into collaborations again. And yeah, yeah there's a rhythm and, a, and a everything to it. Plus as well, you're, you know... You, there's a whole branding or imagery process to mm. what you're doing because you've got a gorgeous video as well mm. to go along with this. So how... How kind of how much thought do you put into that side of things? It's like not just the music. There's the imagery. There's the brand. Yeah. There's your web presence. There's everything else. Yeah, I think that's actually really exciting. I mean, um, you know, we live in like a very visual world. I mean, people are kind of, uh, you know, on Instagram and yeah. like the younger generations on TikTok and everything these days. Younger uh, generations. I'm looking at you and I'm just like, you are that generation. I know. <laughs> I'm thinking of like, yeah, kind of, yeah, teens. <laughs> Um, yeah, it is. Everyone's looking at their screen. And I think yeah. uh, often we come to new music with our eyes before our ears. Yeah, so, definitely. Yeah. Um, so there is, I think the visual component Sorry. is... It's <laughs> <laughs> me, smacking the microphone around. Um, yeah, yeah, no, the visual component is super interesting. And, um, you know, it's, 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 it's part of the song as well. You know, you're kind of telling a story and, um, you know, a melody or a certain kind of refrain or uh, the lyrics tell the story but mm. the visual component is also you know kind of I think uh, Bjork describes it as like a wrapper you like put a wrapper around a song which is kind of like all the visual elements of it which is really cool that's um, such a nice way of thinking about yeah. it like it's like it's a little sweet or a chocolate yeah, and yeah. then like the visuals are the wrapper yeah 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 so Gosh, I thought you, that was kind of cool you can always trust Bjork to yeah. just nail things for your attention yeah. just like yeah and she, she's the queen of visuals as anyway mm. um, so would you play us another song I will what are you going to play next for us so I'm going to play this song that I wrote over the weekend Ooh. um had a very uh, random weekend. I was meant to go uh, foraging and the car broke down. So <laughs> ended up uh, sitting in a park for like three hours and trying to figure out this song. Uh, wow. So, yeah, good, it's relatively good. new, but we're going to give it a go. Good use of emergency downtime. Absolutely. <laughs> What's this one called or does it have a name yet? Uh, More Than a Woman. Okay, nice one. Take it away in your own time, please, Kez. Try to be delicate A leaf in your hand Pretty little thing Oh, you're such a big man You took my photograph When my eyes were closed I did not recognize those terrible bones. But you came to me from on high, just like a melody. <laughs> 
You fell from the sky with bells round your neck like a symphony. Oh, you. I can't be more than a woman for you. I tried my best in the end, even that would not do. I can't be more than a woman for you. Trial am I, but sometimes there are people you lose. So I'll rearrange myself, go out of my way, cost me five hundred bucks. New York State And on my arrival Your look of dismay Well here is for hoping You'd want me someday But you came to me from on high like a melody to be held in your gaze to be led by the faith that you'd never leave oh you but I I can't be more than a woman I tried my best in the end, even that would not do. I can't be more than a woman for you. Cause babe, there are times when there's people you lose. and it's so vulnerable and it's just soulful oh thank you it's absolutely gorgeous and I feel so humbled and honoured that you would play it for us here today after writing it just a couple of days ago thank you oh thank you yeah I um 
I was sitting in uh, a park and um, a couple sat next to me. They were just drinking their kind of Saturday morning coffees. Um, so I have them to thank as well for <laughs> listening to me go through it. And the lady said to me afterwards, she said, uh, sounds like you have a tree in your voice, <laughs> which I, I thought was an interesting tree. <laughs> thing to say. Yeah. Like, did she specify like birch or oak? No. <laughs> she said, it sounds like you have a tree in your voice. So I oh. thought that was kind of a nice image. I mean, <laughs> sure, yeah. I don't think I understand, no. but yeah, maybe, yeah, <laughs> but there's definitely something in there. And so were you just, did you have your guitar or were you just like noodling away? Yeah, I was just kind of noodling away, yeah. Um, and I I had a gig on that night, so I was also just using it as a bit of a practice time. Great. Killing time while waiting for AA, which... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, they, they they came eventually. It took about two and a half hours, but they came. Oh, yes, well, two and a half hours well spent, though. In yeah. fairness, you're sitting there writing a song. I, lo- I like. I'm I'm just uh, I'm so in awe of musicians because I can't write or anything. Like it's mm. not my vibe. But just to watch, you know, someone create a song. It's almost like watching that Beatles documentary where you're like, oh my god, they're just making a song right in front of us. It's just so fascinating. I yeah. think to everyone the fact that you can just bring this to life. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's an, it's really. Uh, amazing process actually I mean like a lot of I guess songwriters and uh, musicians or whatever you know kind of will say that it comes from this other world yeah. or it kind of arrives from somewhere and yeah I do, I do think that it's like it's very kind of connected to your spirit you know, yeah this, well it should be you mm-hmm. know what I mean like that's why I, I feel like that's what makes a good song is that mm-hmm. it is you know it's it's the performers it's their singers it's the, it's the writer's um, own soul being expressed mm-hmm. you know it, it or maybe it's because we're recording this the week of uh, Samhain, the week of Ooh. Halloween, or I'm just like, oh, this other world is being tapped into. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's like the power in your songs yeah. as well. Um, talk to me then a little bit about like um, your. So you said you 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 lived in California for a while, yeah. and were you playing there? Yeah, I was doing a lot of open mics and kind of small gigs and stuff. Um, yeah, I really loved living there. I was in the Bay Area. Um, San Francisco and it was a great place um, and do you like d- does the environment in which you live have much of an effect on your songwriting would you find oh totally yeah I mean California there's a lot of kind of surf rock yeah. um, a lot of like garage bands and it's a completely different sound a lot of it's you know yeah it's related to the environment it's related to the weather I mean it's sunny a lot there and so <laughs> you get these kind of fun kind of did your songs get darker when you moved back? <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> I mean, I think there is there's something about you know Irish music that has uh, a melancholy to it. You yeah. know, there's uh, you could play a rain track over it and it would make total yeah, sense. <laughs> <laughs> completely. Um, but yeah, I mean, San Francisco was cool, but living there, you know, it's kind of uh, I feel anyway, maybe where. Dublin could kind of get to you know San Francisco I think mm. in the 60s and the 70s you know it was all free love and it was kind of like the end of the road were all these kind of hippies and yeah um you know the kind of psychedelics boom started there and there was you know it was a real creative hive at one point in time yeah and um then you know I guess uh yeah money kind of took over the city and you know I didn't really find the music scene in San Francisco. Um, I mean, you know, there were open mics and stuff like that, but it didn't have a really thriving music scene. Mm. Um, 
but you could kind of feel that there was almost this kind of like uh, this ghost of uh, this kind of energetic ghost that was once there of what but it, it kind of got sucked out of the city and yeah you know, I think that's what happens when cities don't kind of prioritize Arts, arts and culture over, yeah. you know hotels yeah and <laughs> we do see that a lot and I think even in just like my lifetime living in Dublin mm. I've seen I've been through recessions I've been through mass exodus and like emigration patterns where mm. the musicians you know it was when I graduated college in 2008 there was a mass exodus and everyone moved mm. to London and to Australia and now I'm finding that all of my musician friends are moving to Berlin and moving mm. to Brussels and Amsterdam and I'm like oh they're gone again you know we do yeah. we do get that but I think that's um I think that's an Irish way of life as well that there's more of us living abroad than there is yeah. that there is ever living here you know yeah. but uh, I think we'll always be a nation of songwriters and storytellers and I think we'll all have that melancholy and pain that needs to come out in one yeah. way or another yeah. which uh, yeah yeah it's a good point um but we'll finish now on your last song if you don't mind if you wouldn't mind playing one more for us of course. so tell us a little bit what you're gonna play next so I'm gonna play a song called overgrown Right. Um, I was kind of experimenting with different tunings on the guitar so I might have to change the tuning of this yeah. in a minute but yeah it's a Again, it's a bit of a personal song, I guess, it's about, you know, being in a relationship that probably should have ended like five years ago, but it's still going on. Oh, sure, look, um, we all have those stories to tell you. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's probably listening to this going, yeah, we yeah. know that one. Uh, and I grew up in uh, a place called Glenna's Mole, which is in the Dublin mountains. And we have a garden at home that is very overgrown. It's just covered in stuff that, but it's beautiful, but it's very overgrown. And I just looking out my window one day trying to noodle on this song and yeah just kind of arrived so so overgrown overgrown guys listen thank you so much for joining us today and treating us to your brand new songs we wish you all the luck in the world for your album and your new releases and whatever else you have coming down the road for you i have no doubt we're going to be hearing way more of you so thank you so much and she'll leave us with overgrown up from below little seeds that you sowed when you were just a child had your mother's smile and it rose between us so you knelt in a prayer the tears were streaming this bed you prepare And the silence grew Like thorns through the garden The water in the fountain had run dry So why are we home?
sticking with us here on Spotlight on Dublin City FM. I'm still Ruth Medjmer, of course. I hope you're enjoying the show so far. If you've missed any of it, don't stress. You can play back and catch up on all of your podcast platforms. That's YouTube, Apple Music and Spotify. Just search for Spotlight with Ruth Medjmer and you will find us. If you're enjoying the show, feel free to drop us an email. Uh, spotlight at dublincityfm.ie is where you will find us. I am Ruthless Imagery on all social media platforms. Send me a DM. You know what, lads? This is your show as much as it is as it is mine. It's a community radio station. It's a community show. There is no such thing without of, of arts and culture um, without you. So I am looking to you for connections, for hookups, for suggestions and for advice of what to not only play here in terms of new music, but what events to cover. If you have... A market stall somewhere if you have an art exhibition if you're putting on a movie night or a sponsored walk or anything like that you've heard us talk about here today send us an email clue me in and I will gladly gladly shine the spotlight on your event um, that's what we're here for that is absolutely what we're here for so drop us a line
There's just so many events happening this weekend. Honestly, you're not going to be stuck for anything to do. Even Rascals Brewery are showing Beetlejuice on Sunday, October 30th um, at 7 o'clock. That's always a good place to just go and get a pint and a pizza. It's a brilliant, brilliant space. Um, if you fancy doing something good for the community, you could go on a sponsored walk up at the Hellfire Club. I don't know if I'd be up for walking around the Hellfire Club at Halloween. I think it's, it might be a little bit too creepy but anyway this Saturday the 29th um, 10 euro for adults to do the sponsored walk around the hellfire and all of the proceeds and donations will go to support the homeless community because it's freezing out there and you know just bless the people who are homeless uh, so yeah go along to this they encourage fancy dress there'll be like food vans and ice cream and a disco sounds like good crack and you'll be doing something good and worthwhile let's play a new banger from April April who I adore She just brings the bops, doesn't she? This is so good at being lonely. Cancel all your plans There's a reason you're alone this time Everybody else has seen you coming down online Use me like a friend But treat me like a man Enjoying the show and want to get in touch? You can email us spotlight at dublincityfm.ie or find me personally on social media at Ruthless Imagery on all accounts.
<laughs> you know what? The greatest thing about Halloween for me is the Treehouse of Horror, right? With Simpsons Treehouse of Horror. It was always so exciting when you knew that they were going to bring out a new one. Like it beats the Christmas episodes every year. Anyway, so if you're into that as much as I am, and sure, why wouldn't you be? Get yourself down to Hen's Teeth for Slaughterhouse. Intimate cult horror screenings, okay? But what they're also doing is um, they're showing Treehouse of Horrors, but there's also a print run by animator and illustrator Emma Murphy. She'll be selling limited edition fine art prints of inspired by The Simpsons Treehouse of Horror. I just think that's fantastic. So that's Monday the 31st of October in Hen's Teeth. Also, if you're looking something like a little bit more family-friendly to do. There is uh, a spooky Halloween, like, I think it's like a treasure hunt happening around Stain Stevens Green. Um, It takes about 30 minutes to do, and it is designed for families. So you can get involved by emailing treasurehunt at funplace.ie, and then you'll get, they'll send you back your first clue. And then off you go to Stevens Green, um like during they're doing it like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday they're doing it pretty much all week Um, and it'll be running from Friday yeah from Friday the 7th of October until Tuesday the 1st of November Uh, and yeah it's great crack and I think it's all around funplace.ie which is Ireland's oldest joke shop God what a brilliant (laughs) brilliant time to be alive and to have a family and go running around Stephen's Green dressed like a lunatic (laughs) now who wants to have a good six minute lean into a song with me You know the band or the act for those I love. You can't have missed them. They won the Choice Awards. Um, It's a beautiful piece of art that he created. Um, It's an entire record made in response to the death of his friend and his bandmate, Paul. Um, And honestly, when when I first heard this, it floored me. I was like, this is so emotional. It's so raw. It's a perfect example of an artist channeling all of their expressions into their art form um, it's an album that if you haven't heard it go buy it on vinyl it'll serve you for years and years and years this is a remix the over mono remix of I Have a Love Soft of those lost, now we send you off on funeral clothes. I have a love, 
and it never fades. From red garden sheds to watching lads on steads knocking heads. From the two by two you punk stage to a warehouse rave with a bloke we met on the way dancing till day. I have a love and it never fades. Full of plights and gripes like Achilles who loves fights. Like you did, right? Like we did twice. I love you beyond life. I have a love and it never fades. You are God's son across the belly, remembered by pictures on your telly. Your body laying in its glow, surrounded by those you know, crying for your words and your soul. I have a love and it never fades from the space where we learn to be brave and face guards, grief and knaves and late days that could shame and break saints with the weight of the city's hate from the smother and state but every sin we could take went on the art that we'd make we'd go straight through the day on a rake of empty plates up to eight of us pulling ten quid to make something great so our love will never fade our love will never fade Would shape the memory that stays Even now we can see our face When those cards are replayed Arm around me shoulder In teenage embrace Tell all your friends I'd say I have a love And it never fades Now a long way from school days Sharing books at big break With the two of us And Barry and Craig Talking tunes and poems With too much weight for our age
We're going to keep it banging here. This is Eden with Reaching Two. I saw the northern lights at 19 Finding in the sky, staying up like that shit Feeling like my core, making meal just like it's easy I should have saved a world that would never save me And I've been burning both ends like I'm trying to see the end of time Fucking like we fell in love and wasted life What you waiting for? We won't always feel this way feel sometimes I told you it's gonna be alright I only hear about you through friends now If you want to go dancing, and sure who doesn't, it's Halloween weekend, of course you want to go dancing, Lumo is back. Lumo, of course, is an amazing, I don't know what this, it's a club, but they call it like a house party with your friends, because that's kind of what it is, that's the tunes that they play, they always play good, like good bops, like electronic pop, 80s jams, like... 90s dance floor fillers all this stuff but the thing is Lumo is 7 years old Lumo of course is like Nile or Nine um, Simon Roach and Gavin Elstead three great DJs when they combine it's like the power of Grayskull they're awesome Um, I still can't believe their club is 7 years old I remember when that started and now I feel really 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 old but it is a good place to go hang out if you know, like me, you're quite old. It's in Tengu, which is around the back of, what is it, Yamamori. Um, so kind of around the back of the Grand Social. Uh, that is going to be happening this weekend. Um, yeah, it's, it's just going to be Whopper. It's a monthly club, but this is their celebration for their seventh. You'll love it.
Now, you know I love my Irish music, new and old and, you know, a few years out, whatever it is. It doesn't, you know, I only play Irish music here because we have loads of it. None of this excuse that like, oh, we just don't have the quality of music to play all Irish. Yes, we do. We're a nation of songwriters and storytellers and incredible musicians. I want to play a tune that I fell in love with a few years ago and it's stuck with me and it's amazing and it's a total, like... Just grey crack like. This is Gemma Dunleavy and this is her song, Up the Flats.
That's about all the time we have this week. Um, thank you so much for joining us here on Dublin City FM. Uh, like I mentioned, I am going to be back with a, a Spotlight Sound special. Ooh. <laughs> on Monday night, uh, I'm going to be doing it live from the studio from 8pm till 9pm. It'll be an hour of bone tingling chilling Irish songs that are all kind of like Samhain related Um, I'm doing a lot of research into this so I promise it will be good so do tune in for that Uh, have an amazing Halloween weekend lads Um, honestly it's like the most exciting weekend of the year for me I don't know if I mentioned that like a million times already thank you for tuning in for us today drop us a line spotlight at dublincityfm.ie or contact me on DMs at Ruthless Imagery if you have anything you want to send uh, our way. Thank you so much. Stay tuned. Talk to you soon. Bye. Still looking for new Irish music? Check out our previous episodes in the archive for more live sessions, interviews and tunes. Until then, I'll see you next week.